Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Oh, hi. I wanted to quickly pop on before the episode starts. I wanted to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining our conversation. Thank you for the amazing guests who have the courage to speak up, grow personally and professionally, provide great leadership to their teams and in their communities, and who are big adventure seekers and have big dreams. Thank you for listening. I also wanted to make sure that you know that we've started a Facebook group, peoplebrain.overflow. And in our Facebook group, we're going to seek inspiration and offer inspiration. And I know with everything going on in the in the world, with the world on our shoulders and the pandemic, you might be thinking, I don't need another Facebook group. But this group is a sense of community where we offer courage. We hold space for those who need the courage and we point them in the right direction or maybe just have a cup of tea and have a listen. So join our Facebook group, peoplebrain.overflow. And I know that a sense of community and positivity and inspiration is what we all need. And I'm hoping this Facebook group, this community will empower us to have these conversations, not just on the podcast, but day to day, week to week, person to person, join our Overflow Facebook group and enjoy today's episode. Welcome to Overflow, the podcast. Are you filling everyone's cup meanwhile your energy and inspiration is drained? I believe when you move from overdrive to overflow, you have a supply of energy for people around you and all the demands of life so that you can tackle them with ease. Overflow is an experience of being in the zone with all your attention, so much so you momentarily forget everything else. This show is your weekly guide. Let's build a plan for making time for pure enjoyment or being fully absorbed in the complexity of your work or studies because this ambition will fill you up because you're not here to be average, you're here to be awesome. I'm Kimberly Snyder, motivational speaker, student of positive psychology, advocate and champion of people. I'm your cheerleader and your biggest fan. So fill up your cup, savor the moment as we chat and nourish the mind, body and soul so we can respond to life's challenges and find your overflow. I met a new friend today, Dr. Orlina from the UK. She lives in Spain with her husband and four children. She's a pediatric doctor turned weight loss health coach. She helps ambitious women overcome the frustration of losing weight. She helps teach them to eat healthy, be healthy, look after themselves and be fit and fabulous because she knows you are important too. Several years ago, she found herself bubbling in the turmoil of low self-esteem and anger. She had moved to Spain living her dream life on the outside, a picture-perfect family, but on the inside, unhappy and unfulfilled. She was parenting her four kids and at times 
she would say. There was a huge scream welling up inside her. She found herself frustrated, and she really wasn't the person she wanted to be. She was ashamed and feeling trapped. Her husband had also become unwell, and she hit an all-time low. That's when she realized they were both stressed and needed to fix their lives. She has been consumed with self-help books and parenting courses and building her understanding of emotions, emotional well-being, and prioritizing self-care. When she started prioritizing self-care, she realized that she'd been neglecting herself because she was so busy looking after everyone else. Doesn't that sound familiar? She has a new me five-day mindset challenge. Find her online and I'll put her website in our show notes. She works out regularly. She swims. Listen to our conversation. She swims in the sea. She does yoga and reflexology. She is healthy and strong and living a fit and fabulous life because she knows she is worth investing in and so are you. She's the podcast host of Fit and Fabulous, which I'm hoping you'll listen to as well. She talks a lot about using mindset and lifestyle choices to maximize our health, energy, and joy for life. Join our conversation today. We are being inspired. We're talking about self-awareness, prompting our thinking about wasting our decisions on mundane things, decision fatigue. Most importantly, prioritizing self-care and prioritizing self-care unapologetically. Let's just jump right in. Yes, yes, totally. I'm totally with you. Yeah, it's exactly. That's exactly what I'm all about. It's all about looking after yourself so you can look after everybody else. My brief story is I was a pediatric doctor. I lived in the UK around 10 years ago. I moved to Spain. And I guess at that time, I sort of say I accidentally gave up my career because I didn't really mean to not carry on doing clinical practice. But yeah, that was when I had all that sort of that stuff that goes on, that emotional turmoil, that like, what am I doing with my life? I'm looking after, I have four kids. At the time I had two, but I had twins. You know, all that yeah, exactly. So number three was number three and four. All that, you know, self-identity and self-worth and all of that stuff combined with bringing up four small kids and thinking, oh my goodness, I'm not doing this right. I'm not me. I'm not a doctor. I'm like, what am I? I'm worthless. All of that kind of stuff. And so I essentially I did a parenting course actually. And it really made me look at my thoughts and my emotions and do the work on me, if that makes sense. Um, and out of that came where I am now. So now I work with mothers and families. And what I'm really about is everybody, because a lot of the mothers, they're, you know, I did do sort of weight loss for mums, and it, that is important, but really and truly combining it all, it's about our kids as well, because you know, we want healthy living for ourselves and we want healthy living for our kids. And how do you combine all of that without, you know, an example is people go, oh, well, I have to cook for my kids this way and I have to cook for myself this way. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's really easy. You have to cook for yourself and them all together. But if you all eat healthy foods, then that's fine because healthy foods for you are healthy foods for your kids. Yeah, exactly. And it all just comes together. So yeah, it's about 
you know, taking care of yourself so that you can take care of everybody else as well. Absolutely. And what I would say is when we start to take care of ourselves, like what I realize is when we take care of ourselves, when we take the time, whether it's eating right or exercising or sleeping well, whatever those could be little things or big things are, when we take care of ourselves, others benefit. When we feel like our cup is full, we have that energy, then we're happy to, you know, share it with others. And, and we're in, we're in a good space. We feel good literally about ourselves, our, like our body and our mind and heart. I, I call my podcast is fit and fabulous. So I'm all about like the real reason you want to do this is so that you can feel fit and fabulous. But there's a really lovely exercise that I like doing actually, which is when you think about, you know, when you're talking to somebody who isn't taking care of themselves and you say, look, this is how life is going to be. Once you take care of yourself, you know, you're feeling healthy, you're feeling wonderful, you've got energy, you haven't got that stress and angst going on you know, think about how that benefits you. And then think about how you being that person, think of all the people around the outside that benefit. So, you know, your family, your co-workers, your friends, just everybody and the knock-on effects it has. It's just amazing though, isn't it? It is. It really is. Even how you would smile at a neighbor rather than roll up your window and drive away. Like it's everything, right? And when you feel good, when you feel strong, everybody benefits. So Absolutely. imagine if we were to smile at them and then they were to smile at the next person, like we could yes. turn this pandemic around. <sighs> could we? Yes. That's another question. But yes, no, totally. So I, the way I look at it as well is like this spiral upwards and this spiral downwards. And I think we have individual spiral upwards. So as you spiral upwards, you know, you might make a small change change and you think oh it's just nothing you know I don't know I've eaten an apple for breakfast or something like that I've added in some fruit to my diet it's not very much but actually that has a knock-on effect as well so you might then think oh yeah now I can take care of myself and you know I'm going to then go for a walk around the block or you've concreted that habit in and then you build on another habit and it sort of spirals up as opposed to spiraling down that negative plug hole you know when you're in that hamster wheel and everything feels just on top of you and it's so easy to grab hold of those negative thoughts of i'm worthless i can't do everything it's all a disaster and that's when you then you know your actions start taking place but even so you can have that within a family so i've got four kids and it's the same thing you know i wake up in the morning and i think oh isn't the world a wonderful place and then my child jumps on me and elbows me and then I turn around and I snap at them and then they snap at their brother and then they do you know what I mean and that spiral can go either way down or up and I think as well it's about having this internal strength to go okay so that stops with me Um, I'm the person who can absorb it and or you know not pass it on but it's hard work doing that particularly when you know you live closely with exuberant people <laughs> and it well, is hard work. and Orlina, we're in these four walls yes like whether they're exuberant or introverts like we are we yeah we're all grounded like we're all in these four walls having to come up with creative ways to be together and enjoy that together time but also creative ways to find i feel like we've got a fairly you know good size house and sometimes 
I can't find my own space. And, and sometimes we need that, our yeah. own space to recharge, to refuel. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yay. And so you have a podcast, Fit and Fabulous. Wow. That's excellent. Thank you. So yeah, on my pod, well, I've changed it slightly. When I started, I was really focused on health. So thinking about yes. healthy living. So I talk about four pillars and you've mentioned three of them. And I think they're all really important. So nutrition, exercise or movement, sleep. Sleep is so important and so underrated. Um, well, not underrated. People know sleep is important, but people don't prioritize it. And then mindset and, you know, emotional wellness. So those are the four pillars I talk about. And when I started my podcast, I was really doing things like, you know, talking to cardiologists and cancer specialists and people like that and saying, you know, how can we avoid these illnesses? And they all said the same thing pretty much, you know, it's all about healthy living, which isn't really complicated. You know, I know people like to make a big deal about nutrition, but it's not really that complicated. Yeah. And interestingly, they all basically said the same thing. You know, alcohol is bad for you. Vegetables are good for you. Be mindful, you know, enjoy life a bit, have some exercise. It's not actually that difficult. In recent months, I've really pivoted a little bit more because I've opened up to family so thinking about adding in that bit about parenting because as you say living with people is stressful and I think that stress really can be an area you know it's it's really important for a lot of people that stressful area and that's not my area of expertise so I get parenting experts in to come and tell us how to yes you know live with our kids without going insane <laughs> yes yes and without give 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 and not taking time for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Really, truly. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to meet you. I'm thrilled to meet you. We're just, we're just jumping right into our podcast. <laughs> I really want to meet women who are living in their awesomeness. And many are. Many are doing it all. They really do have the world on their shoulders. They really are multitasking and addressing all the demands. What I'm hoping this, this um, podcast is, is a you know, tap on their shoulder or a whisper in their ear just to remind them that they too have, just like you have the kids or the team tugging on you saying, we need a, you know, we need a decision, we need something, we need, a, we need your help. There is also room for you to be tugging on your own shoulder and saying, hey, wait a minute now, I need something, whether it's a good cup of coffee or a bubble bath or go for a run. Yeah, exercise. Exercise is my thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. So tell me about these four pillars. So nutrition, exercise, sleep, which you say people don't take seriously, and mindset. Yeah, well, mindset and emotions. So I mean, the first three are quite simple to talk about, really. Um, you know, so nutrition, well, okay. So I know nutrition can be quite controversial in that, you know, lots of people have different ideas about nutrition. Yes. But really and truly, if you look at the evidence, there's a lot that people agree on, you know. So, for example, vegetables are, Good you know, you. I, yeah, yeah, basically a, a, a plant-based diet, which means mostly you're getting your calories from vegetables. And, you know, I think really the evidence is showing that meat is not great for you or the environment, but, you know, a little bit of meat is probably fine. The one, I think really, if you look at all the different diets, the one I really like living in Spain is the Mediterranean style diet, which is not so much a diet as a way of eating and it's vegetables, 
a bit of protein. Olive oil is a big part of that. But, you know, you, it doesn't have to be olive oil. It can be another healthy fat, but we need fats in our diet. Nuts and seeds, legumes, another good source of, you know, good healthy foods and less processed foods. And, yes. you know, we know that processed foods are not great for us for a variety of reasons. But really, my take on it as a mother of four children is we just want quick and easy. And actually, it's not difficult to make food that is quick and easy. Like what I do is take some vegetables, shove some olive oil on them and throw them in the oven. (laughs) And that's it. The really complicated thing is our habits and systems. So I'm a huge, great habit former. I'm all about habits. And, you know, people want things which are I want to do this without thinking about it. And the way you get there without thinking about it is you create habits. And the way you create sure. habits is you work out the habits that fit in your life. So, you know, it's a combination of finding the habits that you want and that gel with you. Do you know what I mean? It's about a bit of self-awareness, really. Yes. But I think yeah. we're teaching, I think we're teaching our younger generations that, that, you know, it's not all about instant gratification. And if you want to get there, you need to invest and practice and study. And this might be a good time to remind ourselves that yeah. we too need to practice and build patterns, like you said, so that they become a habit. And so then, yeah, we've worked out what our favorite meal is or our favorite, yeah. you know, system of eating is but we actually have to build or study and build that pattern. Yes, exactly. And I think, you know, where I look at the problems that we have with the way people eat, a lot of it is the way we think about how we eat. So, you know, for example, people, you know, why do we eat? We eat because we want, we need to fuel our bodies. Whereas food has morphed into this, oh, you know, there's a big emotional context about it and, um, you know, I'm in this habit of getting food quickly, which would be your um, drive through processed food. Yeah, drive through <laughs> processed food. Whereas actually, when we take a step back and look at our lives and think, OK, but within our lives, we have to allow a certain amount of time for cooking. And it doesn't have to be complicated, as I say, no. but it's about stepping back and thinking about that. And, you know, I've done quite a lot of work with kids as well, because my background in pediatrics so when I first started online I was talking about picky eaters because hey guess what I had picky eaters um but you know you see a lot of people who will say things like for example oh my kids only eat chicken nuggets and they don't eat vegetables and it's not a problem with the child it's a problem with what the parents give the child which is a bit of hard love but essentially if you are feeding your kids healthy foods the entire time and they choose between healthy foods they're going to eat healthy foods. So yeah, exactly. So it's the way we think about these things. But again, it's about being trapped in that, you know, hamster wheel where you can't quite see it. And you think the problem is, oh, my child, they don't like broccoli. The problem isn't that your child doesn't like broccoli. The problem is that the food that you are offering to your child, 80% of it is calorie dense processed food. French fries and ketchup. Exactly. And if you offer them, the kids, that, that's what they're going to eat like they will choose yeah exactly they're going to choose cake over broccoli anytime me too me too yeah exactly but as adults we learn to you know set out limits and rethink those things and we train our brains to think like that I don't know about you but I definitely like 
foods that are healthy and the thought, the food, the, excuse me, the thought process behind that is, yes. you know, I like it because it's healthy. If I suddenly decide, decided that coffee was not healthy, I would probably reduce or give up coffee depending on how bad I thought it was. But I think coffee's okay. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I do know what you mean. A long, let's see now, maybe, well, it would have been four years ago when I became an entrepreneur and actually um, my dad had died. And the, the trouble was I didn't fit into my favorite jeans anymore. But it wasn't that I was overweight. It was that I was underweight. And you always want to look good in your jeans, right? And so my jeans were too were too, the jeans were too big. I was too small. And I went to my naturopath to say, you know, how do I, and I was also eating for survival. So there's a whole other story there, but, um, so I, I had to start eating again. And so she was trying to encourage me around, you know, what to eat. And cause I, I really was eating for survival to get through the day, to get to the hospital, to get to my mom. Like anyways, it all, she gave me a few kind of um, formulas, but one of the things she said was, I want you to eat a quarter or a half an avocado every day. And until that moment, I'm not really interested in eating an avocado, but I simply convinced myself it was healthy. It's for my good health. It's to get me healthy again. And I simply, like I started small and then I had more, and then I had more. And now I would say I enjoy, I don't love it, but I would say I enjoy avocado mostly because I know of its health benefits to me and that I am stronger for it. So um, the kids watch me cut up the avocado in the morning and, and they kind of grumble about it, but I have convinced myself that it is healthy and good for me. And so it is part of my regular you know, morning breakfast. So I, I'm with you. Yeah. And that part of that is that identity of, I look after myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important as well. Building that identity. I love avocados, by the way. Do you? I do. I do. I don't know. But again, do you know what? We had avocados when we were kids. And this is partly why I'm so interested in families and kids, because I think those habits really, really build up when you're a child. And part of it is the reason why we look at the world and so many people have bad habits is because they've had those bad habits since childhood. It's just the things that yes. teach them or change them. But a lot of them stem from, from childhood. My, my husband always tells this really, what I think is quite an amusing story. When he was young and he lived with his mother and his mother used to make a joint of lamb and she would chop off the end and put it in the oven and one day my husband who was a child at the time said mum why do you take the end off the lamb before you put it in the oven and she said oh, I don't know that's what my mother always did so that's what I do and so when they went and asked the grandmother well why do you chop off the end of the lamb she said well because my oven was too small and it wouldn't fit in otherwise <laughs> wow <laughs> exactly and they just carried on doing it because that's what they did wow there you go. It's the patterns. I love, I think mindset or this um, mind about emotional wellness is really woven through these pillars. Like it's, it's nutrition, but as you said, it's your choice. It's your mind. You've okay. decided it's healthy. Therefore it's part of our routine. And I get that we're all busy though. I would say my jeans are not fitting these days because I'm eating so well. Really, I think it's the opposite now because we're home and because it is a bit of a family experience that we're all, kids are home from school. 
um, my husband's home. Well, let's make, you know, and so, well, let's add um, garlic bread to that. And let's do, we've been making real French fries with potatoes. Like we've been, yeah. So, and so our dinners are extravagant, like seven days a week. There's no need to hurry and bustle off to sports or after school activities and stuff. But I, I, all to say, I like how your idea around nutrition is, is directly connected to your mindset, your choices and how you, how you address it, how you face it. Yeah, I think that that fourth pillar, the emotions and how we think about things is the foundation. Because if you don't really? get that right, you can't make any of the changes. And, you know, it's really interesting. I find emotions fascinating. Like, you know, what are emotions? I read this book recently. I can't remember what her name is, but it's, it's you know, what are emotions? And essentially they are things that our brain creates. Like there are, there are brains way of processing things. So, you know, if you look at animals, for example, they don't have this concept of emotions. They just, obviously they will, they have afferent things coming in, but they don't create this, this set of this pattern, mm. which is an emotion. And, you know, in some cultures they have emotions, you know, like they don't have anger, for example. And you think, what, how on earth does that happen? How can people not have anger in their life? <laughs> but actually we teach our society teaches us at an early age, these emotions, and we just think that they're inherent in humans, but they're not. It's part of our brain. And, you know, thoughts as well. Again, the way we think about things, you know, we have so many thoughts and, you know, obviously some thoughts are correct and some thoughts aren't correct or relevant, not relevant. And we often grab hold of those negative thoughts and that leads us to those emotions, which are, you know, I'm not feeling worthless. I'm not feeling worthwhile. And then those emotions are what lead us to actions. I'm not feeling great, so I'm going to go to the fridge and eat some cake. And then we start judging ourselves as well. So we're very good at judging ourselves in the same way that we judge other people. We judge ourselves and then we judge that action and then we create another thought. And so, again, this spiral goes round and round and round, thought, emotion, action. And you can actually change those spokes at any one time. But obviously, the first step is building up awareness of what you're doing and how you're thinking and the emotions that you're creating and how you're acting. So you need to build up that, that awareness first before you can go, okay, I can see what I'm doing now. Now I'm going to stop thinking like that and I'm going to change the way I'm thinking. So, you know, a good example would be I'm going to create this idea that I do look after myself because a lot of people don't have that idea of, yeah, I take some effort to look after myself. Just going to say that even so for your next one is exercise. And I was just thinking that, so yeah, I don't exercise. I don't have a gym membership or, or we can't get to the gym because, because of the pandemic and the, the worries about COVID and safety and germs. So then that's the mindset. But if it was exercise for me today is instead of just walking to the, um, so we have like a community mailbox. Instead of just walking to the mailbox, I'm actually going to go all the way around the block, stop at the mailbox and then come back. So that's kind of, again, it's the mindset and a little bit of action. It's like today I'm going to walk the kids to school because I can, and I'm going to walk home rather than just sending them to school. That's going to be my exercise today. Yeah, no, it's all about habit and systems. And it starts with that okay, why am I exercising? It's really interesting, isn't it? How many people have dogs and think, I have to go and walk the dog? And they go out and they walk the dog. But how many people think, I have a human body, 
body. I have to go and exercise my human body. And our bodies are made to be exercised. If you stop using your body, it doesn't like it. It complains. You know, if you stop using your muscles, they become weak. If you don't use your bones, they also, you know, like think about um, osteoporosis, you know, as we get older. The best way of avoiding osteoporosis is to be using our bodies in a, in a way that's going to prevent that from happening. So the more we use our bodies, the better they feel. And I always think, you know, well, firstly, my thoughts about exercise. A lot of people think that exercise is the answer to weight loss. And it's not actually. The answer to weight loss is how you eat and not how you exercise. Exercise will help you lose weight, but it's like 80 to 90% what you eat rather than exercising. But exercising is that key to feeling fit and fabulous. It's that key to having energy throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And people often say, oh, I'm too tired to exercise. And I say, you're thinking about it the wrong way. When I'm tired, I think, oh, I need to go and do some exercise. Because on days that I don't, so I normally exercise, well, at the moment, around three o'clock because of school routines. But on days that I don't get to go and exercise because I don't know what's happened, I just kind of feel sort of sluggish and a little bit sick and a bit like, oh, I haven't done anything Whereas if I go and exercise, that just disappears. And I just feel, oh, I've got energy. I can do whatever it is I need to do. But again, it's about habits and systems and finding, you know, the exercise that you enjoy. So, you know, it's about making it fun and enjoyable. So for me, I love swimming in the sea. And I, throughout the whole summer, I live 10 minutes cycle ride from the Mediterranean. And the pandemic's been great for me because I would, last year I was driving to the beach and this year I cycled because there was one week when we weren't allowed in our cars, but we were <laughs> to go and exercise. So I cycled and I was like, oh my goodness, it's, it's taken me 10, 15 minutes to get here. Why don't I normally cycle? Because I didn't have the habit of cycling. In my defense, I had four young kids, but um, you know, <laughs> it, it was just not a familiar thing to do for me. Do you know what I mean? I was just like, well, I normally go in the car so I'm going to go in the car but this year I've been on my bike five or six days out of the week just 10 minutes here and 10 minutes there it's not a lot but I haven't taken the car at all to the beach to you know obviously I do with the kids but and now I will I had to pop to the swimming pool today to vote on our club I'm just like oh I'm just gonna go on my bike you know it's only a five minute cycle ride it's not far but it's just I'm familiar with it now and you know last week I went and did an hour's cycle ride by myself because I'm so used to being on my bike that it isn't this like big scary oh my goodness you're going for an hour on your bike by yourself it's just like oh I'll just hop on my bike it's fine challenge accepted oh I love it and and you know what Orlina like my heart is just pounding because when you said when we have a dog we have to take the dog for a walk, but we don't think. And, and many of the women that I work with and surround myself with are high achieving entrepreneurs or, or very accomplished in business. And many of them have a dog. Many of them actually have a dog. The connection you made was, I don't say I'm a human body. I need to walk. I need to exercise. Like there we are saying, oh, well, it's for the dog. Yeah. There she is saying, well, I did that for my team. I made that decision for my family. I, you know, I had to take the dog for a walk and actually she's making that decision because it's good for her. Do you know what I think? I think, you know, if you look at someone who's in their forties, I'm, how old am I? 45 now. And I think all things being equal, you can't predict the totally unpredictable. 
But if you take the vast majority of 45 year old women, if they look after themselves and lead a healthy life with those four pillars, and it's not difficult, it's not like, you know, it's just easy stuff that you can do in your life, then you've got at least another 40 years of productivity, of enjoying your life, of really doing whatever it is that you want to do, and you can do it, and it's not difficult. That's 40 years, as opposed to if I don't look after myself, I feel tired, I feel sluggish, I'm not as productive as I want to be, I can't do these things. And then on top of that, you've got potentially ill health creeping in, depending on you know, where you are, if you're overweight, you're looking yes. at diabetes and health you know, heart problems. And if you don't lead a healthy life, then you've got a much higher risk of a lot of cancers. And, you know, now we've even got COVID and we're seeing it's affecting people who are overweight more than it's affecting other people. I mean, I, I know we don't know enough about it to really add that in, I would say. But, you know, if you think of 40 years, what can you achieve in 40 years? You can achieve so much in 40 years. You can do so many amazing things. Absolutely. I imagine all the travels that I will have. Exactly. In, in, the next 40, in the next 40 years. Let's talk about sleep. So one of your other pillars is sleep, but you said we really don't give it the priority or the attention that it really deserves. Yeah, sleep is really, really, really interesting. I mean, we've known about, look, you know that if you don't get enough sleep, I don't know about you, but if I don't get enough sleep, I'm like an angry bear in the morning. And we've always known that. When I was at medical school, oh my goodness, so many years ago now. <laughs> <laughs> around 20 years ago we didn't understand the science behind sleep but in the last 10 15 years they've really been able to look at exactly what happens in sleep and they understand so much more about you know the science behind what goes on in sleep and connecting it to well productivity is a huge great one and illnesses like Alzheimer's disease and things like that. So the science of sleep is fascinating. And, you know, I can recommend a couple of books. There's one called Why We Sleep by Matt Walker. It's really, really interesting stuff. And it goes into the details of what happens when we sleep. And, you know, by the end of it, you're like, oh, I really want to prioritize sleep. We just live in this society where people don't value sleep, where we think, oh, my goodness, I need to stay up really late to be productive. Um, you know, look at doctors working hours. Oh my goodness. You know, there's definitely this culture of, Absolutely. oh, you can sleep when you're dead kind of thing. But that's not true. You really need to have your eight hour sleep every single day. And you can't, you can't catch up at the weekend. It's not like you can go, I'm going to have five hours sleep a night and then I'm going to sleep all weekend. Are you sure about this, Orlina? This is yeah. what I would like to know. Because no, I I'm think, I think, again, these women that I, that I'm around that I adore, I always say they work hard and they play hard but man, they rest hard. When they go to sleep on Friday, sometimes you don't see them until Sunday and they try and catch up on the weekend. Yeah, no, with sleep, you can't, you can't catch up on the weekend. You need, and the other thing is people have this idea that, oh my goodness, I'm going to stay up late. I'm going to be, I'm going to get all my things done. You aren't productive if you aren't sleep, if you haven't slept enough. So actually you're much better off going to sleep on time, making sure you get your eight hours sleep and then being you know, more super productive. productive, efficient in the morning. Yeah, exactly. And again, I would, you know, when you talk about productivity, I would talk about habits as well, because a lot of not productiveness is, I don't know, take a mother, for example, a lot of times they will be thinking about what they're going to cook for dinner. You know, that kind of like that thought or whatever it is, but that thought that goes over and over and over again, and that drains your 
your way of thinking. It's, you know, that decision-making process. Making decisions is like trying to put your brain into first gear. You know, your brain likes to be going in sixth gear and cruising along the motorway. But when you make it slow down, it's like, whoa, this is hard work. And we get decision fatigue. So if you're wasting your decisions on mundane things like what I'm going to cook for dinner, you know, then you're not using your brain power to make those important decisions, whatever your job is or, you know, your business because you've wasted them all on this thing that you could have spent, you know, half an hour on Sunday. Absolutely. Or you could just have a system, a routine. Like, my, I can't tell you what I'm going to cook for dinner tomorrow, but I will look in the fridge and go, what vegetables do we have? And pick one of the three. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not something that takes up a lot of brain space for me. But for a lot of people, it does, particularly if they've got picky kids and, you know, different... It's not part of their routine, for sure. Yeah, for exactly. Sure. And it definitely did, you know, back when I look at that time when I had young picky kids I used to think the only thing I do that is worthwhile in my day is decide what is going to be for dinner not that my kids would eat it anyhow you know that's clearly not a very positive thought to have because I was obviously doing other things like caring for my children but that didn't process in that thought but yes yeah so yeah going back to sleep it is super important and unfortunately you can't store it in a bank I'm afraid you just have to sleep eight hours a day but you know what I think is that people there is this mindset that even people who know that they get into this like I'm just doing this I'm just on the internet I'm just reading my book till really late I mean on one level it's really easy if you want to get up at seven o'clock in the morning you need to go to bed by half past ten which gives you half an hour to this is you know in a perfect world if you sleep well half an hour to fall asleep and if I sleep well that's eight hours you know it's just simple maths isn't it Yes. People don't do it. How are you living in your overflow? How are you doing this with four <laughs> children? Is it partly because you're in Spain? Maybe they're, I have been to Spain, been to Barcelona, Paul and I. And it's close to us. And it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. And not one bad weather day. And I don't know yes. whether it was just because I was in Spain and I, I didn't notice or if it's legitimately just... How, how are you doing this with four children, a podcast? Um, well, I mean, I do have my own systems. And yes, part of living in Spain, it is part of living in Spain. Is like it? when I'm in the UK, or part of the reason I moved to Spain, you know, in the UK, life is busy, busy, busy. And that's yes. part of the culture. Now, yes. if I was living in Barcelona, I suspect life in Barcelona is the same, but I live in a very small little town and we work from home. But it is about systems and habits and prioritizing my life so I think the way I've built up my business I mean I've partly been lucky to be able to do this my husband and I have sort of piggybacked so when I was a doctor I was earning the money whilst he was doing his PhD and building up his business and then we switched over when I was looking after the kids you know and we've got four kids so but then when I went through this transition I really realized that you can't if you're going to prioritize your self-care you actually have to prioritize it it doesn't get to go okay i'm going to build my business and then when my business is fine in five ten years time then i'm going to prioritize my my business it has to be worked in right from the front so i have hours so in the morning not this week because my children are off school but normally (laughs) you know when my children go to morning school in spain we have morning school and afternoon school it's a very inefficient system but I have my four hours in the morning to do some work. And then when they go back to school in the afternoon, that's normally when I do swimming or yoga or something like that. And then, you know, I have a system. I'll make lunch, dinner after lunch. My 
kids come back for lunch. So, you know, we lead quiet, mundane, sort of ordinary life, but I get to do the things that I really want to do, which is swimming in the sea and being with my family, reading a book if I want, you know, just mundane things, but actually making time for it and not feeling guilty about it and thinking, this is the life that I want to lead. Yeah, I see that. I see that it's not guilty, that you're not feeling guilty, but also you've just put that on your priority list. Like imagine if we, in our busyness and all the demands of life, that we have to address, that we have to answer to, that we have to sort out or make decisions. Just imagine if in that top five, it was also take care of myself. Mm. It's a big one, isn't it? I mean, I really think that it's kind of a failure of society that we've built up this amazing society and we have so many amazing things like, oh, the amount of surgery they can do and you know, the way we can do farming and this, so many amazing inventions. Yet somehow we've built up the society where people are working so many hours in order to pay the bills so that they can have running water and electricity and all of these things. And somehow we've forgotten to say, actually, do you know what? Half of our life should just be spent enjoying it and doing the things that we want to do. And yeah, we're going to work, but we don't have to work 14 hours a day or whatever craziness we do. And I guess I chose to you know, that's where I was when I was working as a doctor, lots of hours and commuting and all of that. And I guess I chose to opt out of it. It's brilliant. And I can imagine you coaching others, but also actually role modeling for those four kiddos. Like they are seeing this. That's your legacy is teaching them that mindset woven in with healthy choices, healthy attitude. Yes. And the idea that you can just, yeah, I think we are really lucky now with the internet, you know, we can reach so many people. And I think that, you know, in the last 10 years with the advent of internet, we can just, there's a possibility for everybody to remodel themselves if they really want to do it. And, you know, I'm not saying it's an easy option. I'm not saying like, oh, give up your job because, you know, being an entrepreneur on the internet is really easy. Clearly it's not as simple as that, but if you really make that decision and go, this is the life I want, people are stopping a moment and pivoting, whether it's their professional or whether it's their personal choices. They are thinking about where they live. Even us, like we're not, we're, it's not safe to be going out to restaurants. So we can order or we can also just make our own. And, and we're having a lot of fun. Like people I think are making better choices now that we're at home and we're not commuting as much, the key will be that to kind of maintain that and build that into a pattern so that when life does change and we go back to commuting and traveling to work that we remember, maybe I'll pack my lunch rather than do the drive through Or when I come home for dinner, it's a good dinner rather than, or exercise or sleep, et cetera. Yeah. And I hope as well that a lot of people will see that they can work from home. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't have to work from home every single day. Perhaps when people are allowed back to offices, you know, they're doing 50-50 or a little bit, but that it's actually in a lot of cases more efficient to work from home because you don't have to commute however many hours. And then when you're actually at your computer, you're actually working as opposed to chatting. (laughs) Water cooler and visiting and... Yes. Unnecessary meetings. Yes. 
I'm so excited. I'm so excited to meet you. I'm so excited that we, we, we've jumped right in and recorded a podcast. I think you and I are aligned very much in wanting to help families, help women, help leaders really stop and think about, I love how you say systems and habits, and it might just be small systems and habits. And as we're creating them, you know, we can add more, make it more complex, maybe make the bike ride a little longer. And it's not so, it's not so daunting. So I know you had a book recommendation. One was what are emotions? And I know that you also said, why we sleep by Matt Walker. Are there any other good books or great podcasts you're listening to lately that you would highly recommend? Yeah, I mean it depends what you want to what aspect. In the field of nutrition, I like Thinking Nutrition by a gentleman called Dr. Tim Crow and he's an Australian I think he's a researcher rather than a, a medical doctor, but he goes through a lot of papers which is not something I enjoy doing. And, you know, he really looks at the evidence of small conversations, but, you know, thinking about what's good in nutrition. So he often talks about the minutiae, but he also goes over the big stuff as well. Like, yeah, vegetables are healthy for you. So I really like that podcast. Great. What other podcasts do I listen to? What other books? I've read so many books. I can go through my Kindle if you like. I read a book and love it. And then I move on to the next one and then love it. <laughs> Amen. No, I'm the same. I'm exactly the same. What would you say if you could go back to your 20-year-old self and whisper something in her ear, what would you say to her? I think I would just say enjoy the ride, you know. I look back at when I was 20 and I loved my life. I enjoyed my life. I had ambitions. You know, I decided I wanted to be a doctor. I went and did that. I think there were a lot of times I had when, you know, there was sort of that anxiety of like, oh, what am I going to do with my life? And if I could just lay that to a side a bit and just go, it's all going to be fine. You know, whatever you choose, it's fine. There are no bad decisions. Just it doesn't matter whether you have chocolate ice cream or vanilla ice cream. All ice cream is amazing. <laughs> Enjoy. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think just let go of a little bit of that. But I guess that was a lesson that I've learned along the way. So it go. is interesting that people are what are wondering, what will I do with my life? And that is pressure, whether you're in high school or university or, you know, coming out of a school and people are wondering, what do I do? What do I do? Wouldn't that be great advice for them? Just enjoy the ride. Yeah. And I think as well, get a bigger picture. So instead of thinking, okay, well, I want to be a doctor, think about, well, what do I enjoy doing? I want to help people and I want to help people do, do you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be quite so specific in this paint a picture of where you want to be in 5 10 15 20 years time i want to live in this country or this area i want this kind of enjoyment in my life and then you can work towards that in a sort of more hazy way than if you're sort of like you know i want to be a neurosurgeon and i want to live in bristol and i'm not going to be happy if i don't live in this street well then you're setting yourself up for you know disappointment really mm -hmm. not necessarily but you know i think broad strokes rather than fine detail Yes. And enjoy it. Because I also think there's something about road bumps and challenges and, you know, things that happen along the way. And just enjoy the ride, like not so much pressure, just enjoy Absolutely. the ride. If you need to change, you change. If you need to make a new decision, make a new decision. I love that. Just enjoy the ride. Imagine if we could tell ourselves that now, T tell ourselves that when we're 20. Yes. Yes. 
That's beautiful. And where can we find you? So I know you do a lot of Facebook lives <laughs> and we very much enjoy, well, I very, I certainly very much enjoy them and you have fit and fabulous, the podcast, where can people best reach you if they wanted to reach out? Oh, thank you for asking. So my website is Dr. Alina. So that's D-R and then my name, O-R-L-E-N-A.com. So yeah, Dr. Alina and my podcast is Fit and Fabulous and it's on iTunes and I don't know, all those other apps that people listen on. Beautiful. Well, I will put that in the show notes because I think it would be great to have the reminder. And I love how you have the four pillars but this one about emotional wellness and our mindset, our, our attitude, and how we have chosen to think about these very simple formula factors. I think that's, that's something to kind of listen to and remind us. Yeah, it's absolutely fascinating. I really think thoughts and emotions are fascinating. I think you're onto something there. I think that would be a great help. Well, listen, so great to meet you. And you too. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah. So great. So great, Arlena. I hope this podcast feels like a guide in your ear, encouraging a shift in your mindset, boldly challenging you to stretch self-care goals, and continue to strive and achieve big accomplishments in life because you're not here to be average. You're here to be awesome. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Overflow. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any comments, ideas, or feedback, you can find me on my website, peoplebrain.ca. Thanks so much for listening.